got it. Hello and welcome to the Dare to Fail podcast. Boy, you've got it. I am your host, Brandon Ray. Hello, listeners of the Dare to Fail podcast. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode today uh, titled Ungraceful Success, and I'm going to explain thoroughly what I mean by that. But in the meantime, I just want to give you guys a shout out and a thank you for all the people who have listened and supported this podcast. You mean the world to me. I love you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting it. Also, I hope that you guys are as excited as I am for 2020. I know things are, are a bit crazy politically, and Australia's on fire, which is nuts, and I, it's so sad, but I am still, and I hope you are, very optimistic about the things that are to come, what we're able to do when tragedy falls, and seeing the gift that challenges and hardship really can provide, which is a very, probably the most effective way to learn something new, is when we're putting to those situations, so It's not a bad thing to be challenged, and I am excited for 2020 personally because my last day of work is on the 14th of this month. If you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, so just a quick little recap. I am quitting my job uh, in radiology and moving out to Los Angeles to pursue my love of being an actor, also music, and just being around creative people in that crazy city and uh, just diving right into it. So I'm a little freaking out about it, but that's completely normal. I love the fact that I set a deadline for myself and said, this is when we're going to do it. And I'm sticking to it. That's exactly what I did when I first moved out to Austin. And I'm having all of these flashbacks and things happen from uh, the first time that I kind of made an adventurous sort of move and trip like that. And I remember how chaotic and how crazy and, frankly, how ungraceful it all was. And oftentimes in our minds, when we think about accomplishing a goal, it always looks a lot better. And it's a lot more glamorous than it really is uh, when we're actually doing it. (laughs) So I wanted to talk to you guys about that. What I mean by ungraceful success is that exactly, is that it doesn't necessarily matter how you look or you know, how it's all perceived by other people or that sort of vision that you had in your mind of maybe gracefully running across the finish line if, you know, your goal was to run a a marathon or something like that. I think the most important thing in life, as I have learned, is that you cross the finish line. And it may not have been pretty. You may have had to face some pretty awful pains and and growth and, and learning and all kinds of stuff. But the most important part is that you got it done. I use just a marathon as an example because I personally, a few years ago, ran a marathon and it was the most painful, most physically challenging thing that I had ever done. I didn't train for it as well as I should have, so, you know, shame on me. But I had this notion that I was going to be able to just run the, the entire thing, that I would hit some sort of runner's high somewhere in there and I would just cross the finish line and be like, I did it, no problem. But the reality of it was at about mile 15, I felt completely gassed and completely drained. I was like, there is absolutely no way in hell that I'm going to be able to go the 26.2 miles, right? And um, miraculously, I did. And the way that I did it was I threw everything out the door in my mind of this notion of 
uh, you know, being able to run the entire thing for the entire length. So I started power walking, right? I even let myself use the bathroom because they had bathrooms and stuff around, and they had little areas where you could take a break and get water and whatever it is that you needed to recuperate yourself. And slowly but surely, I was able to finish it. And I walked and ran, you know, some parts, but I did make sure that I got across that finish line. And when I look back on it, even though it didn't work out exactly how I thought that it would, it worked out really, really well because I finished it, right? It was something that I, I said that I was going to do, and, and I did it. And I didn't look that great doing it. In fact, if you see pictures of me after I finished the race, I looked pretty miserable. <laughs> but I, I, had, I had done it. And that's really what I, I want to talk to you guys about, is that oftentimes we have this notion of what accomplishing something is going to look like, how we're going to look like while we're doing it, and then the reality of that is something quite different. Have you ever seen, you know, like the covers of these magazines and all these people in this, these really nice like fitness uh, attire and all this stuff, and then you're, you, you know, you're starting to get it back in shape yourself or you're doing this and that, you go out and you buy the clothes because, hey, I'm, I'm going to charge myself up, you know, and have some energy with this. And it does work when you go out and invest money in things that will help you accomplish your goals, absolutely. But then maybe on a bad day or a day that, you know, training didn't go so well, you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't look anything like these people on this magazine. What the hell was I thinking? Or I don't look like any, anything like these people who are at, these, at this gym who are in tip-top shape. And, you know, I just, I don't think I'll, I'll ever be able to look like that. And I am here to tell you, listeners, is that it doesn't matter. It simply does not matter what you look like, how you measure up to any other person out there. It just doesn't. And advertising is a terrible, terrible thing to base any sort of level of your success on trying to emulate something like that because you have to understand that this stuff is advertising is based off of emotion. It's based it's it's not based off of anything logical. You know, they always play to our behaviors. They play to kind of the lowest common denominator denominator in us and falsely let us think and believe that we can look like these people. You know, if we just buy the clothes and if we start doing the work, you're just going to you're going to miraculous miraculously look like these perfectly chiseled tan, you know, Greek freaking statue type people. And, you know, it. who cares? Who gives a shit? Finish the marathon, right? Set the goal and and just get started on it and throw away all the other crap. The process of becoming something different than you once were is never graceful. I I don't think I've ever had a graceful transition into something new in my life ever. And case in point, because I'm getting ready to move and start a completely new life and have a completely new adventure uh, out in Los Angeles, I'm always kind of looking back in my past and what has led me to this point and you know do I am I making the right decision or not or all of these things right and I I go back because I have I lived in Austin and I moved out there from Phoenix at one point I lived out there for two and a half years and I moved out there not knowing a single person I just went out and had a vacation out there I love the city I knew I was at a point in my life where if I didn't change something that I was going to be in some serious depressed trouble so I bit the bullet and packed up my stuff and I went out there. Well, I think I told the story in the very first podcast I ever did, but I'm just going to reiterate it really quick. 
um, when I left, you know, my family was super upset and uh, it was really, really hard to see that. But again, I knew it was something that I had to do. So it wasn't like, you know, in, the, in my mind, I'm going to be like driving out there and everything is just going to be feel I'm just going to feel amazing about it. Right. This transition and everything. And, and the truth of it was, is that I had a lot of mixed feelings and a lot of mixed emotions about it that ranged from this is amazing to I can't believe I'm doing this. I need to turn the car around right now. I'm driving out there. I got the music blasting. Uh, I didn't even realize I was speeding. I got my first speeding ticket <laughs> in my life the day that I left Arizona to drive out to uh, Austin. When I got there, I had two places lined up to live in, to move into, and I went to one. The guy's name was Bob. I don't have a problem saying his name because how many Bobs are out there? And Bob was a weird duck. I'll just put it that way. And I was like, I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night. This guy's going to be standing above me, staring at me, smiling or something, you know. So I was like, there's not a chance in hell I can live with this guy. And then the other place that I had forgot that I had even talked to him and had already rented the place out. So that was the second day, right, of, of a new adventure in my life. And I was in a, my car completely frozen because this was in January again. All the belongings that I had in, the, in my world, and I didn't know what to do. I had no idea. I didn't know where to go. Uh, I couldn't. I wasn't uh, going to allow myself to turn back and, and go home and just be like, you know what? I tried. I got out here and then and then, you know, nothing. So I ended up staying in like an extended stay hotel. But honestly, for a little bit there, a little little while, I didn't know what to do because I had I had planned on there being this nice, graceful transition. I thought, you know, if I start making the leap, it's all going to start working out for me. And honestly, I still believe with that believe in that statement. However, it doesn't work out the way that you think it's going to work out. And it's so easy to get very discouraged by that or to not to not know that you really need to hang on and you need to be patient. The best laid plans can always fall apart, but when you have your your reserve and your determination to get it done, there's something that is going to happen. Some door is going to open up that you didn't even realize was there. You're going to find somebody just randomly or something is just going to happen and it's going, you're going to get onto the other side of it. However, I mean, I didn't know that. I didn't know that at the time. So I thought after moving out there that, you know, when things aren't in the beginning, they weren't really going my way and everything It's really easy to take this as a sign of like, I can't do this or this was a really bad decision. You know, I feel bad because I've, I've left my family and, and things like that. But my God, after two weeks of scrambling to try to find a place to live, I found an incredible place to live. And I met some really awesome people. And if I had turned around that day when I was frozen in my car, I, it almost makes me emotional to think about all the things that I would have missed out on in my life. I would have never have gone out and met and made the friends that I did or play in the bands that I that I played with. Uh, I would have never had gone to my first acting class. Bright Lights Acting Studios in Austin, Texas has a, uh, a really awesome teacher there, uh, Mona Lee Foltz. She was uh, Mitch's mom in Dazed and Confused. And uh, she was the first person who ever kind of encouraged me um, and told me that, you know, I had some talent in this. Like I had never been... I remember in grade school, there were acting classes, and obviously in, in high school, there was that too, but I never had any encouragement towards that, and uh, I, the people just didn't really, it was really a clicky sort of thing. It was kind of like marching band, and I, as a drummer and everything, you'd think I would have loved marching band, but I showed up to one practice for it, and I didn't like the people. I thought they were jerks, and I never came back. 
which in hindsight, it would have been nice to have been involved in some sort of activity or program in the high school that would have maybe, maybe have helped me get through high school because I had a really rough time with that. But Mona was the first person that I had met who was really encouraging, who was really uh, supportive and provided a, a safe and nurturing environment for me to explore and to just have fun with what it is to be an actor. And that changed my life. Uh, it really did. And the people that I met when I was out there and something really happens to you when you have an experience to where going, you, you go to a completely new place and you don't know anybody and now you have to build up your own life. Because if you stay in the same place that you've always been, it's nice and comfortable. I mean, you might try different things and maybe do different things and go on vacations and stuff like that. And that's all good, great and grand and wonderful. I don't have any issue with that, but you never really get to learn who you are. I know that's a grand statement to say, but it's true. You have to have put yourself in that situation to where you're betting all your money on yourself and you've got to deal with all of your issues, with all of your doubts, with all of your fears and with all of your anxieties of meeting new people and starting a new life. I mean, it's, it's very overwhelming. It can be. But, oh, my God, is it so worth it? If you are in a position like that currently now, I just want you to know that you need to hang on. If you're in a rough patch right now, I promise you, just hang on. And what I did when, when I was going through a rough patch for the first time, I told myself over and over and over and over again in my mind that great things were around the corner. That was the exact mantra, little thing that I had in my mind. I'd be driving down the highway, nervous and scared, scared out of my mind, but I was just like, hold on, great things are, are on their way. Great things are right around the corner. And sure enough, that was absolutely the case. And when I look back at the time that I spent in Austin, all of the good, all of the bad, I am so grateful and so I'm, I'm so proud of myself for having been able to do that. And things didn't go exactly as I had planned, but they went almost better in a lot of ways because it got me onto a different path and it showed me a different direction in life of things that were possible for me. And that's another really great thing about getting out of a city that you've lived in for, the, for your whole life because you really do make a lot of conclusions about what is possible for you in this life based on what you already know. What a tragedy that is. I mean, it's completely impossible for you to know what is possible out, out in this world if you haven't even seen it. And I remember I, I talked a lot about Los Angeles in the first uh, first few episodes of this third season because I had, I had initially never really been there and then I started taking the classes out there for the on-camera actors uh, auditioning and stuff at Robert DeVanzo's uh, acting school in North Hollywood. And um, I was really intimidated by it all. I was kind of freaking out about the city. It's so big and it's, it's kind of scary in some parts and it's just, it's so different. But the amazing thing about Los Angeles and it's completely something that you cannot deny is that there are incredible opportunities out there for actors, uh, for musicians, and for, you know, believe it or not, in Los Angeles, the biggest, like, um, their economics is mostly healthcare and education. I didn't know that. I thought it was just a place that all these, you know, creative people went to, and it was just all about show business or whatever, and that's not the case. So there are some really great things, actually, there, even though the city is very intimidating to me. So... I am in that position again of having to make this 
sort of ungraceful uh, jump, this leap into the future and have the blind faith that I have had had in the past that got me through into Austin and got me accomplished in terms of having successfully moved, having successfully found uh, new friends and got new new work and played music and just I just really soaked in all that life had to offer for me because I was in a place where I was you know I love my family so much and they mean so they mean so much to me if you look at my goals my 2020 goals I have spending time with my family as some of my top priority for my goals however I didn't have my own life I did not I was not doing what I wanted to do with my life I I was not uh, excelling I was not learning anything new uh, and I was having a really hard time finding people that I could connect with. And that really got to me. It really laid a, like, like an elephant on my chest when I would go to bed at night because it started being more of like, this is my life and I can't really tolerate this. As much as I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings by moving, I can't live like this. And I wonder if you guys have ever felt like that before. When you feel like you have all these obligations and just obstructions to things that would, if they weren't there, you would be living a completely different life. And I'm not talking about like having children or maybe somebody who's a dependent on you because obviously that's different and you should definitely um, have that as, as your top priority. However, I mean, there are plenty of examples of people who have had children and who've had dependents and things and have done some pretty amazing things. And I think it's just a matter of figuring out what it is that you can do and then and then do that, right? So if you've had those feelings, I want to tell you something that's pretty amazing that when I first moved for the first time, there was a lot of kind of negative ne- ne- negativity around it um, with, with my family. I could feel it. They were supportive, but I could feel that there was just like, I really don't want them to do this. And um, what amazingly happened was that actually because I was doing what I really wanted to do, which was go out and explore and adventure, um, it brought my family closer together. And I got to be more of myself and give more of myself of who I am and, and what I want to do and that sort of life force. And it made my life so much better. And it made my uh, my family so much more... I guess the word that I'm looking for here is that it made them see me for who I really am. And they, they began, began to learn that like, this is what he needs to do. And when that happens, you know, things get really great. I got to be honest, because now, especially, you know, after I had moved, a lot of things had changed around my hometown with, with what people were doing here with what my family were doing. And they, they started doing different things with their lives as well. So everything is, everything's changed and it's changed for the better just by, by that decision, which was at first incredibly ungraceful. And with the start of 2020, and I'm assuming that if you're listening to this, you've probably written down your goals and some of the things that you've wanted to do and have been on those and been trying and, and throwing yourself into Uh, new adventures and new learning opportunities but are you feeling that ungraceful kind of wariness that that sort of uncertainty that starts to come around whenever you start to actually make the decisions and start doing it because if you are 
I just want to tell you one thing. Just please don't give up. Hang on. I know that that is as cliche as it gets. But if it's one thing that I have learned, like I said, it's that you have to have faith. You have to be telling yourself that good things are on their way. And if you tell yourself that over and over again and you start to believe it, I swear to God, they will start showing up. But you're going to go through some stuff. I wish it was different. I wish that, you know, there was some weird cosmic force that just says, you know, okay, he's going for it. And, uh, you know, his heart's in the right place or her heart's in the right place, whatever. And it's just all going to, you know, be hunky-dory. But that's not what happens. Actually, a lot of things get thrown in your path when you get off the, the well-trodden path, so to say. A lot of things. And it's, these are good things, believe it or not. How can these be good things, you say? Because these are the challenges that you have to face to grow. There's a reason why things are in your life the way that they are. Have you ever stopped to think about that? Instead of thinking like that you are a victim of these things or that this is, you know, these are obstructions and if they weren't there, then I would be doing great. These are really challenges that you have yet to master. Because if you did, they wouldn't be in your way. You would have found a way around them, through them, over them, whatever, right? And here's the great thing about challenges is that once you do get through them, guess what? You're that much better. Now you've leveled up. You're on a different level. And you're on to the next new challenges. But life gets better as the challenges get better. So you have to see them for what they are, the challenges. You have to see them as these are like weights in the gym. At a certain point, you know, you hit a plateau where you can't lift anymore and you have to, you have to do different things to be able to get to that point. You got to make sure your nutrition is right. You got to learn more about that. You got to learn more about body mechanics or form or making sure you're getting enough rest. And then eventually you get to the point where you can lift that weight. It's the same thing in, in your goals and in your dreams. It's just it does take time and it does take patience. And the worst thing that I could ever imagine is giving up on something that you really love to do. That is got to be like the, the theme of all of the podcasts that I've ever done is that I just don't want you to give up on something that you love to do because it is hard, right? Because it is challenging, because it is taxing you and making you feel worthless or making you feel that you're like an imposter to it all. Because I, the, the, the truth of, of that is, is that it, that is absolutely normal. That's completely normal for people when they are, when they're doing something totally, totally different. We are so socialized to be a certain way, to think a certain way, to fit into society, to have a certain type of job or jobs that in general are acceptable and the sort of life and the everything that, that in general society suggests to us, right? And then when you stop doing that, oh lordy, you know, that's when life gets really interesting. It gets really amazing and it gets really scary because you are basically saying to the world, I believe in myself and I, I know better than what society is telling me to do because I know myself better and I know what I value and what I love and what I want to accomplish with this life before I leave it, which could be very soon. Who knows? We don't know how much time that we have on this planet, right? So you got to go for it. You do not have permission to give up on your dreams. Sorry, I, I have not granted you that per permission, so uh, don't even think about it. <laughs> you, uh, in all seriousness, Mike Johnston, uh, one of my uh, favorite freaking drummers, amazing p people that I've met and super accomplished guy, just ha had a video on um, 
Facebook about the Australia fires and he's donating all of his proceeds to uh, all of his proceeds from YouTube, I think, to Australia, you know, relief efforts and whatnot, which is just an incredible thing to do. But he also told me and he's told all of his students this. The same thing is that you don't have the option to quit. You don't have the option to give up on yourself because you just don't have it. <laughs> it's not allowed. And think about what it means to give up on something that you really love to do. I'm not talking about like relationships and stuff like that. That's that's a little beyond my scope. But I'm talking about like the things that you want to accomplish in terms of your career, in terms of just what it is that you want to do with your life. If you let that stuff go, I don't know what else you have other than cheap imitations, you know, um, superficial nonsense, frankly, just bullshit relationships and things that are only going to barely scratch the surface of just what you are capable of doing as a person. And I promise you, you are capable of such incredible and amazing things that you have no idea. You have no idea. Trust me, there are enough examples that I've seen that I've gone through personally of human beings just doing the most amazing things possible that nobody ever thought that imagined that they could. And how did they do it? They showed up. They decided that no matter what, they were going to see it through. They were going to do it. For me, that's moving to Los Angeles and pursuing acting and and mostly acting, but music as well, and just taking in the culture and, and taking in everything that I can and learning as much as I can to create, to be the best artist that I can. That's what I have to do with my life. If I don't do that, I don't know. I mean, it would only be a fraction of what is possible for me because I don't know exactly what's possible for me, right? If I go out there and all I do is learn some really great and valuable lessons for my life to get better at, well, that's a hell of a thing to have accomplished, right? If nobody else knows my name, well, that's okay. I'm not going out there to be famous. I'm not going out there to be rich. I'm going out there because I feel very, very passionately and deeply about the love I have for being an artist, for being an actor, and for wanting to be around other people who are trying to make that dream happen for themselves and then to just create and to have fun with it. Because for me, oh, man, when uh, you're on the set and you're really playing with other actors and you're having, f it's just some of the most fun that I have ever had in my entire life. And what the hell is wrong with that? If we have fun at our jobs, we have an incredible life, I think. So that's what I'm pursuing. I don't know what it is for you, but you got to go for it. You got to find that that stuff, those those things that, that you do love, that you do just have fun doing, and it doesn't feel like work. Instead of just accepting the status quo or accepting a job that you hate, that you could, you would never, ever do unless they were paying you money. And this brings me to a topic, too, of if you ever stop to think about how many times you've gotten out of bed early, tired, maybe even sick just to make sure that you get to work on time and then had to have stayed to stay late for some who knows what reason but something completely inconsiderate for <laughs> towards you and then you end up staying late there and you've already burned I don't know 8 hours is like the average job but in healthcare 
These are 12-hour shifts. So you've already worked 12 hours. Now you have to stay an extra 30 minutes or 45 minutes for that. And then you go home. And you're exhausted. And you got to get up the next morning and do the same thing over again. It doesn't just work for healthcare jobs. It works for any job that you have. My point is, could you imagine what would be possible for you if you spent that much time on something that you actually love to do as opposed to giving so much to a job that you don't even like? Could you imagine? That's what I imagine. That's what gets me excited and gets my blood flowing. Like, what if, man? What if I took the time to develop myself myself as an artist and, and took that as serious as I take a job that I don't even want to do just, just so I can make a living? That just gets my blood flowing. And it, yes, you have to be able to make a living. And if you can't make a living off of what you want to do at first, then you will have to have some sort of job or some sort of means to do that. Jim Rohn had the best quote for this. He said, work harder on yourself than you do on your job. And to me, when I work on my when I'm working on my dreams, I'm working on myself. It's like double dipping in anything and everything that's good when you work on your dreams because you work on all different aspects of you know, for me it turns out that my health becomes a, a prime factor. I need to exercise, take care of myself, I need to read more books, I need to be more social, I need to be taking classes, I need to be learning, I need to be learning how to network, I need to have you know my website and learn how to do do better with that it's like these countless things and i'm all all of them i'm I'm interested in but if all i was focusing on was working my shitty job that i hated i don't do anything other than grind out the time to get home to make the paycheck to get up and do it all over again it makes no sense we spend so much time on things that suck compared to even if you did a fraction of that time on something that you love to do, what could you accomplish? What sort of thing? Right? I mean, I hope that excites you. It excites the hell out of me. So that's what I got to do. And that's what I hope you understand that you have to do as well. But for me, it has never been a pretty process. So I have to constantly remind myself to, to get that out of my mind ballerinas you know the, the the dancers they are graceful right i am not <laughs> and if you want to be a ballerina that's awesome i say go for it and learn how to be graceful but i'm sure that that transition from you learning how to be a ballerina who is graceful is gonna be pretty ungraceful until you get to that point right nobody ever sees the behind the scenes the background uh just struggling that so many people go through everybody goes through it when they're building something new or when they're creating something new. Everybody does. But all we see is the finished pro the product. If you watched a movie and saw all of the takes that they didn't use, you would be pretty amazed. You'd be like, wow, I might be able to be an actor. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, we see the final, the final polished product of everything, and we don't see the work that goes into it. We don't see how unglamorous and how disciplined you have to be to be able to do it. And the very first step, let go of grace. Let it go. It's not going to be pretty for you. Not for a while. So don't let that be a determinant for you quitting or thinking that you should quit because you don't look good doing what it is that you want to do. 
And that's a, that's the best advice that I can give people in terms of perseverance is just hold on. Tell yourself that great things are around the corner and keep going. Because if you don't, if you quit, if you decide that life is okay and I'm fine with it just being okay, you're never going to know what you're made of. And I know that you're made of your pure gold. Pure gold. And I'm not even joking. It's incredible what humans can do, what anybody can do when you set your mind to something. I just saw, for whatever reason, I'm into watching these World's Strongest Men competitions. And if you ever need motivation, you might want to check some of them out because it's they're lifting such freakish amounts of weight and they've, they've dedicated years and years and years of life to just training, to getting to the point of where they can, they can lift superhuman weight. And I saw there's a, a strong man, his name is Eddie Hall. He has the world wec- record for deadlifting. The guy lifted uh, 500 ki- kilograms, which is like 1,102 pounds or something like that, 1,103 pounds. Never been done before, right? He literally gave himself a brain bleed when he did it because it was so much weight. Incredible. But he won. <laughs> hey, whatever your thing is in life, go for it and don't don't make any apologies for it if you want to lift 500 kilograms off the ground that's amazing go for it anyways he won the world's strongest man competition in 2017 and um he is this giant six foot three 430 some odd pound man he's 99.999 percent testosterone and muscle he wins 2017 World's Strongest Man, and if you watch the video of him right after he completed it, he breaks down and he starts crying. And like I said, this is like the most manly man. One, These are the manliest men that you could ever see, and it's such a beautiful moment. I love seeing moments like that because they're so real. It's like people finally put the guards down and the, the thing and, you know, how much they had to sacrifice and how much they had to go through to be able to do that. And he thanked his grandma, I think, and he thanked his family, and he just broke down. And um, to me, that was just so inspiring to see. And it was so, you know, so amazing to watch a person accomplish a goal like that, that I would never have imagined that people could do that, could move that sort of weight or do anything like that. And I'm never going to be able to move weight like that. And maybe you probably won't either unless you dedicate yourself to do it. But whatever the goals are that are in your life, as insurmountable as, as you think that they are, I promise you that there is a way to do it can't exactly tell you how only you can tell yourself why and you'll know you'll know exactly what it is the reasons for you to do it and for me it's simple it's it's very simple for me the reasons why are I cannot go to a job that I hate every day or even uh, for three days a week or whatever I cannot live like that I cannot devote my time to something that I don't agree with and because I have not found a way to accomplish my own dreams and my own goals of becoming uh, a, an actor, a working actor, or uh, a musician, and being able to, to support myself that way, or from other means that are creative that I like doing, I can't let myself sleep in. I can't let myself fall off the, the edge and, and, and drink and, uh, and be one of the, thank God it's Friday type people where it's just, you just live for the weekend. And Monday through Friday are, are pretty much your own personalized, uh, invisible prison 
a hell, dare you say. I can't do that. And so when I get up in the morning and I look at my goals, I look at my sheets and I look at the stuff that write down, I write down what it is that I need to accomplish. I make sure that I understand why it is that I'm doing all of it and let the idea of looking good while you're doing it go. Just let it go. Just get it done, man. Just get it done. Like I said, if I would have turned my car around those very, very early days in Austin, I would have never found that acting class. And I would not be where I'm at today, which is in a very short amount of time, leaving another job that I don't want to do <laughs> and moving to a completely new city where there are opportunities that I can only imagine and, and finding out what it is that I'm made of and what it could be possible for me to do in the right situation where there actually are opportunities for it. There's a lot of ways to kind of half-ass your dreams. I want to be a writer, right, for instance, and you become an editor. Editor's not a writer. You need to write. Editor, being an editor is fine if you want to be that, but you said you wanted to be a writer. You want to write a novel. You need to be writing a novel. You want to be an actor? you got to go to a place where you can actually get a job being an actor. New York, Los Angeles, maybe some other places, but those are the primary ones. Music, same thing. Nashville, New York, or L.A. That's just, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Other than that, maybe you'll get lucky on YouTube or something like that, but I say go to where the opportunities are and don't be afraid of what happens from that. Just do everything that you can that's possible within your uh you know your your toolbox so to say and i've rambled enough i think let being graceful go and just jump right in man and you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish all right i'll talk to you guys again in the very near future love you all goodbye boy you've got it Hey, what's up, people? Just really quickly wanted to add, if there's anybody out there who would like to be interviewed for this podcast or has any comments or questions or concerns that they would like to address with me, feel free to reach out. My email is f-r-a-e-h-l at gmail.com. That's f-r-a-e-h-l at gmail.com. You can also leave me a comment. Also, if you're in the area of Phoenix, please stay tuned on my website for show dates, concert dates, play dates, actor dates, anything. If you just want to hang out with me, I'd like to hang out with you. Yeah, just check it out. It's all on the site. B-R-A-E-H-L.com. That's B-R-A-E-H-L.com. Goodbye for reals.